Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and this podcast brings you the audio experience of GameDev.TV. Now, let's get right into the podcast. Oh, so funny. Oh, so funny, Rick. So funny. (laughs) Yo, can you teach voxel generation sam can teach anything my friend (laughs) (laughs) pass the buck on to me (laughs) good good work sneaking in a question before we've started that's excellent (laughs) rick's your man for that have a look at the magic of voxel rick you know voxel rick's your mom for that yo mom mom so i know how they do voxel generation but like i'm not good at You think mom and dad could help me out? See, <laughs> that's my northern accent. Out. I do apologize. <laughs> oh, but it no, says you're unit. Someone's cutting out a lot there, which is kind of good because I heard white noise and then mom and then white noise and then dad and then something about uh, large animals. So it's probably best we didn't hear all of that. <laughs> um, very sorry. This should be a bit better now. I've turned the threshold down a bit. Yeah, cool. No problem. That sounds it, it, that sounds good. Perfect. So uh, let's see. We've got one minute till we kick off. We've got um, Mark set us up a channel for questions, which is a new initiative here in Game Dev TV. Normally, it's just free for all over in the lounge, but uh, there's an AMA inventory channel. Did everyone see that? Is everyone? Uh, let me see uh, questions. Yeah, go and get yourself in. Yeah, the should AMA be up. We can see it. Ah, okay, that's um, not a question, Rick. Okay, how do we do an everyone? I guess we just type at here, I believe. Yeah, starting our AMA for anyone interested in joining. Questions in the what's the AMA inventory? Anyone interested in listening to Rick type? Some four hundred people. Yeah, live on the edge. Could I just ask a quick pre-question to the question? (laughs) Uh, sure. Are we um? Do the questions have to be strictly art? Uh, based on the RPG course, or can they be general game dev questions? You like, know, uh, yep. You know, workforce questions. Today, we will allow anything. Well, what do you <laughs> mean, RPG um, course? It, we're focusing on those people who are RPG questions because we're uh, Sam and I have been working. Well, let's you know what? Let's start our let's start our uh, conversation now, and we'll give you all the prelude stuff that's going on. Welcome, everyone. Sam and myself are here. Hello, Sam. Hello, Rick. Good to meet you this evening or your morning. Awesome. Uh, so we're both listening. <laughs> yes, fantastic. <laughs> we're talking primarily uh, in terms of what Sam and I and now talk about and give you guys intel on about the RPG inventory systems course that we've been working on that you guys have been patiently waiting for for a long time. And just tell you a little bit about that. So you've got the context. Going to be publicly launching that course in the first week of February. There you go. We've made a bold uh, commitment there. And um, before then, we'll be starting to int- uh, in-, in people to it who are lifetime member Kickstarter backers. So you guys get it earlier and can dive in. We wanted to give you some context around that. And if anyone has any questions about the RP, the inventory course, et cetera, then awesome. You can uh, you can ask us questions and let's start off with that and then as we go we'll open up to other questions um, just whatever you guys want to talk about yeah the birds and the bees Sam so he knows how it all works I do know how it works yeah um, but yeah it basically I think we'll give tea to RPG questions um, but we will be open to the possibility of other questions as well 
And if you want to, uh, if you want to ask a voice question, I'm going to be writing down names uh, of the order with which I'll invite people to do voice questions rather than having a free-for-all because I know people often get missed if we do that. So over in the RPG, sorry, the, imp goodness me, try again, the AMA inventory channel, if you would like to ask a voice question, then just type in uh, me for voice or something similar to that. And I'll write your name down and get to voice questions. We'll start to uh, invite you to do that. And we'll go through the list of questions as they appear in the uh, question thingy. How's that sound? Everyone cool with that? Cool. Okay, plan? Sounds good. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Very first question from Vimo. Thank you for starting off our questions in the AMA inventory channel. Uh, is RPG inventory systems course will be done we for or Unity? Definitely Unity. Oh, you reckon, Sam? Yeah, Unity. Definitely Unity. We started in Unity. Yeah. The RPG Kickstarter was for Unity, so we'll be finishing it in Unity. Not switching engine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, you know, we, we'd love to port the entire RPG, everything over to UE4. It's a big beast. The thing that we've learned from the early days of committing to doing the RPG from the Kickstarter is that it's kind of the biggest beast you can take on when it comes to <laughs> games. And we're trying as many systems as possible and trying to do it as thoroughly as possible. And I think uh, to do that whole beast in UE4, I think would take us five years. I think it would be yeah, another time. five it wouldn't years. Just be yeah. Like, you know, yeah, it wouldn't just be the click the port to Unreal button. It would be... <laughs> Oh yeah, when they write that button into the engine, I'll be very happy. <laughs> We're all out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, unfortunately UE4 yeah. not on the horizon at the moment. Um, so the next question yeah. is voxel generation. I think we'll just pass over that one for now. Ghostbusters will um, give priority to the RPG related ones. Uh, Police Law asked about the date for part two. I don't know whether you caught it, but Rick said um, first week of Feb. Um, we should have something for you by then where things are looking hopeful, things are looking good. So we're fairly confident. And to be clear, yeah, confident. Yeah. To be clear on what we mean by part two, we've been trying to figure out how to structure the RPG series for ages. The first part of the whole series is the core combat. And the second part we're saying, well, let's just do everything else in the second part. And we've tried, <laughs> you guys, we've tried about seven different ways of getting this course created, done, organized. Um, sorted out. We've been prototyping it for a long time. The, the content is, uh, it, like I said before, is big. We've decided for part two to focus on just inventory for now. And then part three is going to be just probably, no commitments yet, but probably uh, dialogue and quests. Yep. And then part three is going to be the next uh, elements of the RPG. So that people who are interested in just inventory systems can come along and say, oh, I need an inventory system. How do I do it? and uh, working through seven other systems at the same time. Yeah, if you're not interested in making an RPG but want to build a game that has an inventory system, then the inventory system course is still for you. And this way, you know, we're not just building something only for, for the RPG folks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, exactly. And the, the way we're structuring, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit, Sam, the way we're structuring this course, because it's different. Yeah, the it's a bit different. inventory course is different. Um, I'll start off by saying that we had the objective at the start of giving everyone a very easy way of their game work without having to go through many, many hours of, of training content and, you know, maybe making it to the end, maybe not. So we've structured it by saying, 
we're giving you an asset pack, which is the inventory system asset pack, which contains seven or eight subsystems within that. For example, the pickup system, the drop system, mm -hmm. and that will be something that with a little of work, you can integrate that into your existing project, be that the RPG core combat project that we've been working on together or another project that you're working on yourself. And the structure of the course is that we will show you how that all works, uh, how the systems work, how it's built. And it's a little bit more of, here's the one way that the inventory system is created, as opposed to saying, let this together and, you know, go off and modify the code however you like, just sort of take inspiration from us. It's a little bit more of this is the way and we'll show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you want to talk any more about that, Sam, about, you know, just with uh, intermediate folks and, and yeah, why yeah, I'll just say a bit more. So um, the, the idea is also it's an intermediate course. So we expect you to have a bit of a background already in unity and c sharp and you should understand those a bit more so we're going over it at a bit of a faster pace and we're covering the code in a way where we're not typing everything green anymore because at an intermediate level that's maybe not you need what you need to get through and get the knowledge so so we're doing a lot more of showing you completed solutions but making sure you understand how they work we get this me and rick in the videos together discussing it uh, making sure you understand the code deleting bits of code having you re-implement them making sure that you have different tools in your arsenal in your tool belt for reading and understanding code which is an absolutely vital skill for anybody who wants to have anything to do with code because code isn't something that you write once it's something that you write then you reread then you rewrite and you have to work with other people who write code and you need to be able to read their code so that's what we're trying to do is really kind of get you level up in terms of your code reading and writing abilities yeah awesome we also got a lot of feedback from the very first implementation of the rpg course that ben and i worked on that uh, people wanted to get to the answer where what Ben and I were trying to do was showing, well, here's how games were actually made, where you, you put in some code, you play around with it, you, uh, you iterate on it, you change it, you change it again. And there were a few times where we, we had a system that at the start object was the right system. But then as things evolved, that system, that structure, that architecture didn't make sense. So we evolved the architecture. And a lot of people said, you know, please don't do that. Make sure us the correct architecture. So Sam spent a huge amount of time working on the correct architecture, quote unquote, for the inventory systems, which means it's a little bit more of a, here's, here's the way to do it. As I was saying before, here's the correct approach, again, quote unquote, correct approach, um, which does make it more of a direct learning journey as opposed to that winding journey. Yep. Hey, what have we got next question? Let's go in. So there was a Godot question, which is just Godot question mark. Um, if yeah. that means... Are we going to do this in Godot? I think the answer is the same as for Unreal. Definitely, yes. It'll be done by the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, yes, no. exactly. That <laughs> that one, yes. Hope, I hope people know how, Probably how the sarcasm quotes work. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the best means of learning phase for Unity if you're going to be doing more level design and assembly work than coding? Uh, as in a course or other recommendations that focus on front end and interface and not C sharp. Thanks from that question, Craig. Uh, one thing you could consider is the um, Unity 3D game kit. We have a course for that, the game kit <laughs> course, which is a uh, non-programming course. Game kit is set up to have things a lot more 
um, plug and play, use the interface to uh, make a game basically. So check that out. If you're not really into learning C sharp at this point in time, it's pretty cool. Did you, uh, and, did you uh, set that question up, Rick? Was that, was that one of yours? Yes. <laughs> Just every other question linked to one of the game dev TV courses. <laughs> no, no. Okay. You want, you want the next question, Sam? Yeah. Joey. Will anything more be added to the Unreal VR course, specifically ob object manipulation, so you can use your hands in a more natural way and interact with objects? Um, I mean, this isn't RPG related, but I'll say that for now, the Unreal VR course is complete. Um, so we're not planning to add anything at the time being. Uh, awesome. Sam, do you have push to talk or threshold on? You uh, Maybe I do. I will check. I will check that I can, what I can do. While you take the next question, Rick. Dial it to maximum, man. There's a little bit of that happening, so. Okay, we'll sort. Okay, after having a few projects under our belt from the beginner Unity courses and RPG courses, do you think it would be time to start applying to game dev programmer jobs? That's a big question. I love it. You know what? There's never a bad time to apply for game dev programmer jobs. There's, there's results that you may or may not get. The whole thing, and actually this has worked out to everything in question, is plugging a Game Dev TV course. In the um, how to get a job in the video game industry course, we talk about uh, all these things, about how to go about doing it. The number one criteria is that you can do the job and that you can show people that you can do the job. So if you get there and, and you see what's required for a programmer, a game programmer, and you say, I can totally do that, not a problem, I understand it, I've got the knowledge, look at the things that I can create, and you can create some things to prove that to an employer, then you're ready. Uh, I would say if you've just gone through a couple of projects of ours, and you know, you've spent, for example, six months going through our projects and learning some stuff through the courses, if you already have a programming background, then you're probably just putting a game flavor to your knowledge. If you're starting from absolute scratch, then I would say you uh, need to work on your own project as well. You need to go through that mechanism of, of figuring things out and having the difficulties of not just following a course, but working on your own, uh, your own project. So... Um, yeah, and you know what? The only way to know is to apply and see how things go. Yeah. So awesome question. Hopefully that answered your question, Atticons. Cool. So the next one is a bit of a weird one. So I'm going to skip over it because I don't know what you mean by mapping question mark. Um, a bit more context is usually required in a question. Uh, then the ulti one. Yeah. Okay. That's not a question. Questions, question. Jacks. Will you ever do a course demonstrating online multiplayer in Unity from scratch, not using any of Unity's inbuilt networking systems? From scratch. I mean, how from scratch do we want to go with these things? Probably not. Not from scratch. I think we'll probably do a multiplayer in Unity at some point, and we will probably do it when the whole Unity ecosystem settles down a little bit because at the moment they're doing all their rehauls around multiplayer. They don't have the new system in place, but they're deprecating the old one. So it's really not the time to start teaching a course on it because it will go obsolete by the end of the month. Um, but yeah, at some point we'll do one. 
and it probably, I don't think he'll be from scratch because why do you want to build and why do you want to build it from scratch then you know there's somebody's done a lot of the hard work for you definitely cover all the concepts like we do in unreal multiplayer but don't have to create all the lines of code thank you for that and if you guys have any follow-up questions to the questions we'll get to it as we're scrolling through the list yep um this is excellent this i think this is the most bombarded of actual good quality questions we've had fabulous uh, yeah. on ama very good questions so guys thank you guys Keep everyone's up. using qstn look at you guys so proud of you all i think i think mark um, has led the way in a very fantastic way as he always oh, does yeah, yeah. Anyone who doesn't use QSTN, sorry, <laughs> fellow, you asked a question the wrong way. You're out of here. <laughs> give us, give us all the courses back. You're not wanted. Mark's been holding okay. the whip. Yes, that's what's going on. Question in here: um, Does UE4 have its own nav system like RimWorld, etc.? Square nav system. Square, sorry, square. Don't know what a square nav system is. Not Using common squares. nav system. Well, yes, as I assume. Hmm. Not one I know um, of. Merkwood wouldn't know particularly bit specific, and so without looking it up, be able to say. Yep. Sorry about that. Don't have a good answer to that one. Nope. Um, Gido again. Yes, we Gido to you as well. That's how we say hello <laughs> in Australia. Gido. Gido. Uh, Gido. Okay. Atkins, another one. Uh, let's see. As a programmer, I'm most interested in what I can learn from your courses and what I can add to my portfolio. What would you say are the key programming points we'll learn or reinforce coming from the first RPG course? Okay. Is that so coming from what into about the, the inventory or the key programming points what, coming from the first RPG course? Yeah, after you after you've gone through the RPG core yeah. combat course. Do speak up, Atticans, if you have a clarification, you know. Um, you can say, but anyway, uh, I will assume in the meantime, uh, sorry, I was, muted. oh yeah. Um, after finishing the first RPG course, what will you have as in, what will you know? So what I mean is, um, I've, I've personally have finished the first RPG course. Yes. And I'm wondering what key takeaways, uh, in a programming aspect would you say that we would get from the inventory oh, okay yes that's what I, I was wondering yeah so what what we're going to get from the inventory course um let's see rick you've been looking over my shoulder as well you can help me answer this question um we're doing a lot of reinforcement of stuff that you've already seen probably in the rpg um let's see we dive more into interfaces but you will have seen some interface stuff before we look at virtual methods and how you can use virtual methods and abstract classes so that's something maybe you haven't seen in the past is how to you have um classes that you actually can't create instances of and you have to create subclasses of and implement placeholder methods in order to make them work so yeah virtual methods and that sort of thing um, might be a new concept in the interface and in the inventory course yeah yeah sorry, we um oh sorry oh sorry i don't mean to interrupt but um I, no, we did can't. mess with with subclasses a little bit um and a lot of interfaces and delicates but those were all really new compared to coming from the 2d uh c sharp so we'll be working more on that, reinforcing that a bit more. 
more examples of interfaces and how they're used. And the yeah the, the new thing we've done subclassing before, but what we haven't probably done is subclassing with virtual methods. Um, so yeah, that should be new. There's also I think something really interesting out of the inventory course that there's a, a compartmentalization that we haven't done before. The idea that the entire thing ends up being an asset pack that you can import into other projects, and then how that connects with your existing code. I think that's a really interesting concept because we often find things on, you know, in day-to-day -day life, particularly as an indie developer, you might find a tool or a system or an asset pack on the asset pack store, or you might have old existing code or, you know, many different ways to get your hands on something. And then how do you plug A into B? How do you do that with any sort of um, sensible um, scalability? So that's a lot of, a lot of the um, thrust behind learning the various systems yeah in the inventory inventory network yeah you should you should be able to see by example essentially how um you can keep things really decoupled because the inventory system relies on practically nothing but the saving system and so then you know it, it's a question of how do you then integrate something like that and how does that work so you'll see that in practice good point rick Excellent. Hopefully that answered your question a little bit. You also said, what can I add to my portfolio? I think there's a lot you can add in new systems. So just the, the features functionality of um, pickups, drops, equipping items into particular slots, drag and drop, yeah. um, the, the construction of user interface. There's a lot of those things you'd be able to add and very easily reskin so it doesn't look like ours. Um, and this is what I recommend to anyone with their portfolio is try to have it not look like the artwork that we've got in our course, because mm -hmm. once an employer has seen that once, they'll be like, oh, that's just from a course. So it's really easy just to get other user interface assets for, you know, $5, $10 on the asset store to have it look different. And we've set the whole structure up in a way that you can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I, one thing I'm forgetting is that, you know, that you will learn programming points, but as as I was just saying, one of the key things you're going to learn is about reading code and techniques for understanding other people's code, which, as I said, is incredibly useful if you want to go for a job. Is you know if they show you a piece of code, a typical programming interview question is they write a piece of code up on a whiteboard and ask you what it does. So that kind of skill is is vital. Well, when we're teaching inventory courses, I, I find as, sorry, intermediate courses, as opposed to beginner courses with a beginner course, nearly every lecture is here's how to do a thing. So now we're going to, you know, we're going to learn how variables work. And now we're going to talk about methods and what's a return type. There's just this constant, um, new learning of new concepts. However, once you've learned those concepts, there's a little bit of in the intermediate courses, how do you use those concepts? How do you use them in a way that's um, that's more integrated and expanded and deeper. So it's less about, we're going to teach you for the very first time, uh, how interfaces work because we've already done interfaces once before, but we're going to show you a, a new implementation of it. So it becomes a little bit like when you go to the gym and you're working out and you've done something once, and then you come back the next day and you do it again, you come back the next day and you do it again, you get better and better at that particular technique and exercise, but you, you don't need to be retaught it every single time so that's a, an interesting difference between you know the intermediate journey compared with the beginner journey
cool. I think we should uh, move on to another question. So yes, I think we should. We have the next one: uh, Swamp, Ga Swamp Gator, the animator. What do you think the best UI for mm -hmm. RPG inventory is? That's a bit of a vague question. Um, Jump on voice and let us know. Do you mean what's the best art assets for UI, or you mean what? What do you mean with that? Swamp Gator, if you have access to voice. Mm. How long is a piece of string? Is the, uh, the answer. I'll take one, one take on that question, uh, which is from a visuals point of view, I think anything that suits the theme of your game, if you've got obviously a medieval style theme, then have medieval looking UI. In the course, we're using Clayman Studios. Um, RPG UI, okay, uh, you know, thanks right. to Clayman Studios yeah. for letting us use that. Um, and their work is awesome. I think they've got tons of great assets there, really, really sharp. For sure. Um, and unless you're a UI artist, then absolutely go to the asset store and spend the, you know, 10 to $30 it would take to have your, your game completely set up with icons and, and buttons and panels and everything you could need. That's... Don't make it yourself unless that is the sort of thing that you're super passionate about. Yep. I think I think they, the Swamp Gator is trying to talk, but Owen, we're not hearing you, um, unfortunately. Oh. So yeah, do do post clarification if you want to at the end yeah. of the chat, and uh, we'll get to that. Have a look at it. Yep. yep. Okay. When will you expand your C-sharp course? It's great and really well paced. I'm enjoying the course a lot. Do you recommend the maths course next? Um, cool question. When will we expand it? Um, so the, the two beginner C-sharp courses, the 2D course and the 3D course, for the moment, they are as expanded as they're going to get. Uh, we have a little bit of a problem when we keep adding more and more and more content to a course is that um, it can go on forever, and by the time we get to the end, the first bit is in a version of the engine that's that's a little bit out of date. So we're trying not to make them more of a behemoth than they actually are already. So those ones are what they are, but we have all manner of uh, things on our to-do list for creating more uh, beginner or lower intermediate content. Yeah. Uh, you know, we so many things in, in C-sharp and But if you've Unity. done the 2D course and you've done the 3D course, why not jump onto the RPG course? You know that at that point, um, if you want, if it's more C sharp content, you're willing, you're looking to expand upon. You probably don't need to be hanging around at the beginner level. Um, do you recommend the maths course? Yeah, the maths course is going to be awesome. awesome. Uh, we've had a few hiccups in executing it uh, from a technical point of view. How's the best way to do it? It's not a programming course. The screen sharing is very different. How do we get the concepts across? So they're not too dry because maths is quite dry. Uh, so there's not as much content in the maths course. Yes, but yet, but it's starting to ramp up. We've got, uh, Gary, our awesome buddy, Gary is helping us to, uh, pump out content there more quickly. So I think, yeah, maths, you can always use more maths yep. as a, uh, developer. Yeah, definitely. So we've got the next question, uh, Liam. Um, what is the best way to learn programming? Should I buy books? How long should I spend every day to practice it? Well, uh, of course, we're going to say the best way to learn programming <laughs> is one of our courses. Um, These questions all seem really suspicious. <laughs> yes, like, Ben, are you there? Is, that, is this just all your accounts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I. 
you use I'll give a first quick answer, Sam. Use what works for you. Yeah. Books don't work for me at all. I love videos and I I like to follow on, along with videos. And yes, practicing is critical, but you have to practice in a way where you're doing your own thing, where you say, hmm, I've learned how to, whatever, I've learned uh, how to make something bounce into something else. I'm going to go make a little game where everything bounces into everything else. And once they bounce three times, they explode. Like you've got to go and turn that little bit of content, the concepts into uh, your own challenge. And then the figuring it out, the, but how do I do this and getting deep into the unity documents and getting deep into um, the, the code and looking around with stuff. That's the best way. I think, yeah, I think, I think one of the best ways of learning is to try, try and do something that's just, just out of your reach and to have to go and find the answers. Yeah. But also that, that requires you to know a little bit about the subject already. So if you're starting right out a course or a book, you know, if you, if you like book learning, as Rick said, it depends on, on your style of learning and what you prefer. So we've got Ghostbusters Great one. Question. Thank uh, yes. Thank you very much for that question. That's good. Uh, um, Ghostbusters one price for the RPG course. Do we have a line on this one, Rick? Do we know? I think. It's going to be uh, yeah. similarly in line with other courses, basically, I think. we, Yeah, that's a good good question in general for those people who have been with us for a while and seen us um, building up our site, our Game Dev TV site, where we can um, have folks access courses there. Um, historically on Udemy, we would have our courses priced for $200 and then Udemy will run discounts regularly so you can get the courses for cheaper. Uh, on our Game Dev TV site, we're looking at what's what's the real value of those courses, and um, you know we don't want to be doing trickery where we say um, you know it's two hundred dollars, but oh here's a discount that you can get uh, that takes it down to the actual price. You know here's a th it's a thousand dollars, but it'll be reduced. So you know terrible answer to your question. There is no exact price at the moment. Uh, all I'll say is anyone who's a Kickstarter backer obviously gets the course for free, obviously. Anyone who's a lifetime member obviously gets it for free. Yep. Uh, and it it won't be unreasonable. So we'll, you know, we'll look after our community. There might be a little bit of a bundle deal as well put yep. together for people who don't yet have the first part of the RPG course so you can get two together. And generally, generally we're looking of how can we bundle courses so that, um, you know, people can get, couple of things at the same time that make sense for them so sorry don't have an exact price no but can, I, can i follow up on that real quick go for it um will are you planning on doing another like hubble bundle we we will do another hubble bundle at some point in the future but it's uh, not likely to be rpg as the next thing i don't think although rick might contradict me on that um i think what we're aiming to do is also have ways of providing bundles on our own site so independent of humble bundles yeah we, we ha we're not able to do that on udemy bundles you just can't do bundles there because uh, of the structure of the site and they don't let you do it uh but for us now that we have game dev tv set up with the ability to do bundles we are playing around with how do we give people bundles in a more effective way are we going to do another humble? Yes, hopefully we'd love to. Uh, they take a massive amount of work, but um, you know we'll let you guys know if there's one coming yep. down the pipe. 
And the best way to uh, get all of these prices, like best prices, Rick, and uh, know of humble bundles and be kept generally in the loop with our new courses, what what should people do, do you think? I think the this is something, I'm not sure if Lucy's listening at the moment. <laughs> Lucy, our community manager, we try to keep everyone updated on our email list. So if you're part of our email list, which you, you have the option of opting into our email list when you sign up for any of our courses. And I think somewhere on our website, there's also an opt-in. We tend not to send many emails because we know people don't want a lot of emails, but when we do, we're trying to say, here's the, here's the best deal at this point in time, or here's uh, a new, um, new awesome thing that's coming out. That's the best place, I think, to learn about cool prices. I guess also the Facebook group, we tend to update these things as well when things are going on. Yep. That's what I would recommend. Yep, absolutely. I definitely, I mean, the mailing list tends to be the place we, we put our best promotions on. So if you're interested in that sort yep. of thing, do go and get subscribed. Over on there. Yeah. Awesome questions. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit proud. I'm yeah. a proud uh, AMA individual today of these awesome questions. Uh, will there be any in-game character making feature course, Sam? We got one of those planned. Uh, in-game character making feature. So, uh, building a custom character, I presume, is, or character customization, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Not in the pipeline, not at the moment. Although I know it's something that people ask about a fair bit and it's not the most straightforward thing to do in any of the engines that I know of. Uh, it requires a little bit of, uh, well, depends to what level of character customization you want as well, because whether it's, whether it's sim style, making people fatter, or is it, you know, putting a different hat on the same model? Uh, they all kind of require different techniques. So it really depends on your requirements, really. But also for those kinds of very specific, how would I implement a feature X? It's often better to improve your programming skills and get help on the forum, our forum, Unity forum, Unreal forum, if you're doing it in Unreal. Um, see what people suggest and get to the level where you, you can try and have a go at some of those things yourself as well. Can you hear me now? I, yes. I can, yes. All right, do I have to hold the key? To, I've never used Discord for um, chatting. Like I mean, I've used it. Well at the, working well at the moment, so hit us with your rhythm stick. What do you got? So I think I just broke you. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is with your rhythm stick is a reference to a song from a long time ago. It shows how old I am. So apologies if you thought that was rude and you've left. That's it's, it's a song. No, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't leave. <laughs> I didn't leave. Oh, cool. Oh, welcome back. Thank you. I'm I'm not as old. I'm not as young as I look. So I, I'm pretty up there myself a little bit. Um, oh, but any, but anyways, my question was what what type of user interface design and organization do you recommend most for inventory systems? Okay. I, I think that's, it's going to be a massive, it depends. Um, but Rick on the design front, we've been talking about a few things with, uh, inventory design and these, some, some of the points we yeah, touched upon. I'm still not, still not sure of the question. What do you mean where to put the buttons? Do you mean what it should look yes. like? Where yes. Yes. Button, button organization divisions for different types of items what do you recommend most right in general 
Okay, so I'm going to give you the indie game developer answer. Is that okay? Are you ready for that answer? Yes, I am. In my heart, I'm an indie game developer. I've worked in huge studios as a designer, and I've worked in one-person studios as an indie developer. My answer for anyone who's indie, this is a bit different if you work on AAA, okay? So if you're indie, is to say, which one feature in my game am I going to uh, evolve so it's different to others, better than others, unique, awesome, you know, something I can point at and be super proud of? and put your love into that system so or that that feature it could be a new amazing way of shooting or a, a cool combat mechanic or something everything else go and find the implementation that you think is the best in another game and model yours on that so for me i like diablo 3 i think that the layout there is pretty good although i find some of the some of the writing a little bit small you know i'd like I'd like font a little bit bigger, for example. But when we created this course, we used Diablo three as a, as a bit of an archetype, as a bit of an uh, a bit of a guide for here's the uh, here's your inventory on the right, here is your equipment on the left, here's the um, action things down the bottom. So we used that, we modeled it upon that. And if you play a game and you're like, oh, I really like the way they've laid this out. I like that there's there's panels on top of panels. That's really cool. I want to do that in my game. And then do that or you might say uh this is i, I want super minimalist uh where it's a lot more like a, a mobile execution where it's just one or two buttons i'm going to do it that way so find something that you like from another game and implement that yep. don't you know don't copy the assets exactly but yeah. take their style yeah as uh as steve jobs said great artists steal so go with that yeah. Does that help or is it a bit of a cop out? <laughs> Thank you for answering my questions. Oh, cool. Awesome. That, that's a very, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. So on a scale of one to 10, how useful was that answer? <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much for the answer. Okay. Awesome. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You can stop talking awesome. about it. Hopefully it's you. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are getting some value out of this AMA. We love having you here. We love hearing from you guys and seeing what you want to ask. Yeah, so awesome. thanks for joining Lovely. us on this morning or evening. <laughs> or middle of the day. Okay. Uh, will you guys update the courses or add new things? I think, yes. I don't want to go into too much more detail than that, but generally we're trying to update courses and add new things. Yeah. Uh, we've just spent, what was it, Sam? Nine months, a year, forever updating the RPG Core Combat from the older, I think it was Unity 2017 to Unity 2018.3 so that we could have nested prefabs, so that it was modern and updated. That's the sort of thing that we've done a couple of times, but we try not to promise that because it takes forever. Yep. Um, in general, we try to keep things not broken and as fresh as possible. Yep. I mean, if you're asking specifically about are we thinking of adding more content to the RPG Part 1 Core Combat, then no, at the moment that's the feature set for Core Combat and other bits if, of that will go in other yeah. RPG courses in the series. Wish there will definitely be more RPG courses. Oh, yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. So, the Pony. The Pony, I want to cover both... 2D and 3D and Unity. I started with a 3D course. How much of those course content are the same? Hmm, good question. I think probably about 50% of the learning is the same. 
So there's a lot of reinforcement. We're going to teach you a second time how methods work. We're going to teach you a second time um, what uh, what I'm using the same examples before. What return types are, etc. Um, but obviously, one course there's tons more in terms of the UI in the 2D course UI and layout and how things are built um, from a 2D perspective. Uh, and in the 3D course, the latest section is the first-person shooter zombie runner stuff. So it's very different. Um, I, honestly, if you're a beginner, going through both of the courses is great because you practice and you reinforce the concepts. Yeah. Cool. So Okay, how's that? That sounds good. I load my volume a bit because you said I was a bit loud. So I um, don't know whether that's any better. Yeah, thank you for that. Cool. I did say it, yeah. Am I busting uh, your eardrums still? Do let me know. I got feedback from someone in, in chat. Actually, Mike gave me that feedback. Sam's a little bit loud. Like, that's not possible. <laughs> this is not possible. <laughs> Sam's always quiet. Yeah. Cool. Animator again. Will there be music courses later as we discussed a while back during polling? Uh, we'd love to. It's on our to-do list. Uh, it's not at the top of our to-do list, so I would say no time in the very near future. Yeah. Um, and to be super blunt, if we have lots of people who are like, ah, oh, you guys, give us a damn music course, then we'll make a music course. Or, you know, give us a multiplayer course where you do things from scratch. And there's there's dozens and dozens of people saying i want it then that's what we listen to so if enough people are really interested in something we do that um we've tried doing things just because it would be fun and from a from a commercial business point of view uh, we just can't sustain doing that because if only you know seven people buy it and one of those is is sam's family member and another one is my wife then uh, it's just not worth our while to do it so music course would love to uh, if you make enough noise about it, then that will definitely make it more likely to happen. Yep. Paul Zanzibar, is this done by the course creators? Yes, that's us. We are the course creators. Moving on. <laughs> I like the. It's like, wait, wait, is this done by <laughs> wait, what? Are these, are these people the ones who talk to me through my <laughs> television screen? Yes. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you recommend yes. taking the two? Uh, yeah, it is. Where... Sorry, what? What? Sorry, no, I'm still just marveling at how awesome that question. This <laughs> is a rather yeah. awesome question. Yeah. Back to you, Sam. Back to you, Sam. Back. Roger, over. Roger, over. What? Uh, would you recommend taking the two D course before getting into the inventory system course? Um, well, we'd recommend that you take either two D or three D before the. UI is. We're going to cover what you need to know about UI in the course so it should work even if you take the 3d course is that about right rick yeah i think that's a good point uh the hardest thing about the inventory course is the coding the so if you already have enough um knowledge confidence with the coding level of things then you don't need to go and jump into the 2d course just to learn sort of the 2d user interface type no. thing because you'll find that comparatively easy because if you're already pretty good at unity and c sharp then you've already done you've made some menus you've got it you've had a loading screen you've you know you've loaded from scene to scene so you'll you know how to do those things okay 
Yeah. And Sam, in the inventory course, Sam does do a whole uh, video on a on a primer yeah. for the inventory for laying out the user interface. Yes, I so do. Don't leave you hanging. I do. Cool. Awesome. Uh, let's I'm see. Just getting da, to the da, right da. place in the chat. I need two places in the chat. Yes, Atticons, another one. Regarding the original RPG course, we set up a nav mesh for movement. Do you have any tips on adding a player controller controlled with WASD keys in addition to the nav mesh? Well, well, they're not mutually exclusive. You can definitely tell a nav mesh which direct like that it wants to go at a certain velocity in a certain direction. So that's that's possible too. You can just move nav mesh agents in the nav mesh with WSAD. So yeah, in the in the original original implementation, so the currently archived. So if you were to jump into the RPG Core Creator, you'll find in there a link to the archived course, so the original one uh, that Ben was part of as well, where we started off implementing controller because that was our grandiose plan of having um, mouse and controller and found that we were having to do so much redo in our learning journey that it, students weren't enjoying it. Yep. So, okay, we've implemented it this way. Now we need to implement it a slightly different way. Or now we need to fix something that's slightly broken. Or now we need to tidy it up. Or if you're doing this, it's kind of trying to hold both of those in our hand at the same time didn't add to the to the experience of learning it. So we discontinued doing things other than mouse, but um, the principles aren't that complex as Sam's saying, if you're, you can still use the nav mesh. Yeah, I think so. Alternatively, yeah, you, you might need to do it with um, having colliders in place. Um, I think you can do it with nav mesh agent dot move, but I haven't actually tried that. So We'll see. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe you'll give I'll it a try go. it and let you guys know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see see if that works. Alternatively, just remove the nav mesh agent and well, yeah, I say that, but the nice thing about using the nav mesh agent is that then you have you can make sure you set up the world in the same way for both the enemies that do use navigation and yourself. So any obstacles the enemies can't surpass, neither can you um so that's that's what's nice about doing it that way so yeah maybe if you can find i think nav mesh move is an offset based movement so yeah, hopefully hopefully that works uh, awesome uh link for info from questions yes thanks thanks hobo shape um yeah. or will this be a completely separate course from part one yes. uh in terms of yeah they live in different places they are separate courses um, but the learning journey, they connect that you don't have to do part one and then, and then to the, so that's the core combat and then do the inventory system. If you've already got a decent level of C sharp knowledge, you can jump straight to the inventory system if that's what you're interested in, but it will make more sense if you follow them sequentially, but yeah. you don't have to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're going to have a bit of integration with the RPG, um, for those who have taken them sequentially but you will end up with an inventory asset pack that you understand and can use in a game that's not an rpg as well so then we have a, a uh yep sorry the next question i think is uh ghostbusters one being provocative and saying unreal is better than unity and that we should change his mind 
Well, I mean, go go for whatever's better for you. To be honest, that's the first thing I would say. If like you enjoy using Unreal, use Unreal. Um, yeah. But that said, I I prefer Unity. And don't do it, Sam. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Sometimes I prefer Unity. Sometimes I like Unreal because it has all this extra structure there. They've thought of a lot of things like possessing players, and I learned a lot from using Unreal. But the fact that it's got C++ and that if you want to do anything in code, it takes forever to compile, just slows down your development cycle. And that's something that I've struggled to get over. Yes, you've got Blueprint, but then you've got all the, like, but I like working in code, but I have to use Blueprint if I want to go quickly. Why do I have this dichotomy? Why do I have to choose? That frustrates me. So, um, but there are lots of pros, of course, to Unreal. As we all know, there's lots of stuff built in, lots of cool visuals, lots of other stuff. So if you like Unreal and that works for you, then you should go with it. And I like Unreal and I do use it. Um, but I'm saying there's plenty of good stuff about Unity. I love its simplicity. I love what, from a programmer's perspective, they've thought a lot about the cleanliness of using it and the simplicity of their APIs. Whereas Unreal, bless them, you know, it's an internal tool mostly for them and they shove stuff in from Fortnite, and as long as it makes sense internally to them they're quite happy with the api so they don't have to think as much whereas unity um they really kind of all about their developers because they they don't build their own games they have they rely on developers to build games anyway that's my attempt at yep. convincing awesome. you that unity is awesome as well <laughs> they're both good yeah pick one be awesome at it um, will the player be able to equip gear from the inventory and visually change, for example, uh, change hat or weapon? Now, what we're implementing is that, yes, you can change your weapon. So you drag from your inventory to your weapon slot. And now instead of a sword, you've got a bow and arrow. You drag your helmet into the helm slot. And now instead of a hat, you've got a helmet. Uh, we're doing that. We're not going to be updating the look of the player so that when you drag the helmet the player now in the in-game uh asset of the player looks different the reason we're not doing that is that would require a lot of art assets yeah. art assets that we don't have and we wouldn't be able to find the license for to include in the course and to give to you uh and also um you know knowing the the journey that a lot of our students are on being indie game developers they don't have the budget to go and get 15 different hats 15 different um leggings 15 different gauntlets for an in-game model for an in-game character so it's a little bit of a that would be awesome and i'm sure you'll be able to figure out how to do it yourself it's not super you know super crazy out of the question to do but for us we haven't taken on the 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 player representation of the different outfits. no indeed and the, but the thing is that the principles around the weapons remains the same for if you want to change hats and shields and stuff so you know, go wild if you really, really want to, but bear in mind all the words of caution that Rick's just given you. Yep. Awesome. What do you think of the new game engine, Godot? Uh, it's good. <laughs> okay, but Sam, we've already had one engine debate conversation, so maybe we'll skip that yes. one and go well, on. I, to I the don't next feel question. qualified to make, well, I haven't really tried enough Godot to feel qualified to yeah, make no. it. Sorry, Unreal versus Unity is my own, like, little internal dialogue and uh jacqueline hyde so that, that, that's that's what you witnessed a little bit of an outburst of 
yeah, love hate. It's like, oh, I so want Unreal to be just that little bit better. <laughs> but yeah, some things are like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> but then you, you hit the roadblock. It's kind of, yeah, anyway. Um, will you create a tutorial for grand strategy games such as Cru Crusader Kings 2 and Europa Universalis? I've noticed a proper lack of tutorial market for games like this, also basic RTS games. So the basic RTS game, I do have that on my to-do list. I would love to do a beginner level RTS uh, to get into it and to understand it. So that's a maybe. Crusader Kings 2, let me tell you, my friend, I tried for a good 15 hours to play that game and to understand it and to be decent at it. And I'd like to say that I've played a game or two in my day, and I'd like to say that I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm okay at playing games. I couldn't figure out how to win that game or how to get better at it. It is hardcore, hard, detailed. You need a PhD in Crusader Kings 2 to be awesome at that game. So I can confidently say we won't be creating a Crusader Kings 2 level tutorial that has that amount of depth and stuff going on it is that's deeper you know deeper than i think we could get through in a uh course yeah. any advice question, or anecdote awesome for yours yes <laughs> good question uh oh, i keep scrolling up there we go. any advice or anecdote for your <clears> students <throat> that struggle to find the time inspiration to come back to the courses and keep learning oh tricky one it's all about a good question. Yeah. Um, we talk about this a lot in our finish it course, uh, the motivation. Uh, and you can see each time there's a question, uh, often there's a course as the answer for that because we've had students ask us these questions like, well, we better go and try to address that and teach people the way that we do that. Um, time is about priorities. And for me, I notice that if I'm not getting to do something, then I have a look at what I am doing instead. And there's easy wins, cut out the distractions. That's the easiest win. So you make a commitment, a 30-day commitment, where you say, I will play no games, I will watch no TV, I will watch no YouTube videos, I won't go on Reddit at all, whatever it is that might be your distraction, for 30 days and see how much extra time you get from doing that. Now, you might have already cut those things out, and you might say, well, you know, I've got two jobs, I've got seven children, I've got a wife, I've got, you know, someone on the side my wife doesn't know about, I've got my sport, I'm going to the gym, uh, I'm trying to uh, build a house. You might have, a, you might be loaded up. If you're already loaded up with stuff, then you're just not going to get to it. It's, it's not possible. You need to say, for a certain amount of time, what am I going to prioritize? And you might need to be... Uh, more diligent about saying to whatever your friends, your partner, okay, here's, here's uh, the block of time where we're going to hang out for an hour each evening. It's going to be the greatest hour. We're really going to, you know, be very present to what we're doing. The other three hours, four hours, seven hours, however long you've got at the end of your day after you finish your school or your work, I'm working on my projects. So that's the first part of it in terms of time. In terms of the inspiration, it's all about why you're doing it. If you're just learning to make games just because it's kind of fun, you've always sort of wanted to do it and it's a bit of a hobby, then you're not going to have the drive to go and, you know, really invest the time uh, the way you would if you said, I'm doing this because I'm launching my game by the end of the year and I'm going to tell all my friends and family this game will be launched by the end of the year. 
And if if it's not done by the end of the year, then I'm going to eat a can of dog food and run down the street wearing, uh, you know, my partner's underwear. You know, coming up with something that's fun and crazy and silly as as kind of a consequence, then you get more inspiration. So that's that's just a quick brain dump of some ideas for um, how you might keep yourself learning. Hopefully, useful. Sounds cool. Can I just ask where do you where do you come up with all your jokes, Rick? Dadjokes.com. <laughs> if you look through any of my courses, there's a few of those dad jokes. It's my favorite part about taking any of the courses is it's your jokes at like two in the morning. I'll be chuckling at my fiance thinks I'm crazy. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, having fiancés think you're crazy is why I do this. That's what, <laughs> what drives me to keep it going. So, um, you know, it's something I've, I've been in, in and around the games industry now for 15 years. And uh, I'm always amazed each time I need to stop myself or a team member or, or a student or someone that I'm working with and saying, you know we're making games, right? <laughs> games aren't supposed to be somber, serious, depressing processes of, of pain. They're, they're joy, they're entertainment, they're challenge, they're, uh, they're making people think, they're making people have a good time. So I think staying, stay in touch with that. That's what I stay in touch with. When you say, how do I come up with jokes? I, I, don't, I don't sit and write them. I just sort of try to be joyful because it's a game and we should have fun while we're doing it it's just a funny guy that's i think it's because you're australian yeah, like australians are funny right i think it's just the accent we are funny. you say anything in an australian accent yeah. it becomes funny uh, yes it is true. The <laughs> english like your accent it's like well sam must be clever listen to his accent that's definitely a clever person's accent but rick must be funny because <laughs> listen to that guy what a weirdo <laughs> that's what i think anyway we each yeah we, yeah awesome thanks for that question thanks for jumping in appreciate it yeah um uh, I don't even know. Anne McGill. Yes, I think that's how it is. Um, will the RPG 2 or the inventory course be published in uh, Udemy per section or altogether? Well, altogether, first of all. And will it be on Udemy the first week of February? We need to wait a bit longer. It will be on, definitely on our platform the first week of February. Um, you may need to wait a little bit longer for Udemy, I think is possibly the answer platform to you means gamedev.tv that's that's um, the place we'll be we'll be yep because we're, we're releasing it on there what we're trying to do nowadays rather than the old school way of putting a course on udemy you know here's the first lecture here's the second lecture here's the third lecture and people saying i bought this course and there's only 12 minutes in the course but the reason we did that was to make sure that we got everyone's input and the course was better because we listened to people as we went We've been doing that on the inventory course in more of a closed beta, closed beta way uh, so that we could get the, because we're doing a different way of teaching this. We didn't want people to be paying us money for it. And then for us to say, oh, wait, 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 this whole approach isn't quite working. And we've already done two or three changes of directions that we didn't want to take people on that journey because we're trying a different way of doing it. So uh, we've been a little bit more, let's get it a bit more done before we release it to the masses. Um, and uh yeah hopefully that helps give more detail i'd say on udemy you know what sam i think if we're doing on game dev tv uh first week of udemy i think we can goodness me first week of february not first week of udemy i think we can commit to having it on 
either the first week or the second week yeah. of February on Udemy. Probably soon. I can't wait to do that. So, yep. yep. Excellent. Thank you for that question. Let's keep powering through. We'll see how many we can get through uh, before we run out of time and Sam gets sleepy. <laughs> That's that ship has sailed. Yes. <laughs> sleepy I am. I've been up since six a.m. Oh, okay, I, I'm recording with lines. this Got this it. guy. Hey, wake up, Sam. <laughs> what tips would What tips would you give Sam on making a player customize option on Laser Defender? Um, tips on making a player customize option. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Do you mean that the player can customize something about the game, or you mean that the uh, you can customize the look of your player, as in the player's ship? If makeshift Halo 2, if you're there, if you want to give us a little bit of extra flavor, um, maybe what you're thinking of already on that, either voice or I'll scroll down and see if you have any extra flavor in the chat. Uh -huh. Police law. Madly like, where's my microphone? Hang on, how do I make this? <laughs> <laughs> trying to push the button. Why didn't he give me some notice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, hello, caller, you're on the air. What? I haven't got my phone turned on. <laughs> yes. Maybe that should be something we say at the start. Get your microphone ready because randomly <laughs> we're going to call we on you. you from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So we'll move on to the next one oh, in the meantime, yes. maybe. Oh, no, no, no oh, we have we someone. Have... What is it, Rick's imagination? It's the voice in your head, Rick. Oh, it's just the voice in your head. No, I hear someone. Do you not hear them? Uh, Does anyone else hear the person? Yeah, I, I. Yes, I hear them. I hear you. Yeah. Sam, do you hear the person asking the question? <laughs> They're asking a sneaky question out of order. They're not actually makeshift Halo 2 giving clarification on that question. Uh, okay. But we'll allow it for the audacity yeah, of but... asking the question. What's your, what's your question, my friend, and what's your name? So I got a quick question. Um, for the Unreal course, are you guys planning to do like an updated course or like a separate course between the um, Quixel, like Mixer and Bridge by any chance? Or are you guys just like at a, or is there no plans for that at the moment? Did you hear that question, Sam? Um, I didn't quite get like, uh, between, between what? Um, like Mixel and, uh, uh, sorry, Mixer and Bridge. I don't know if it's working. Let me try typing. Mixer and bridge. Yeah, like the two, like it's, sorry. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Sam, you're more of a- No, I mean, not, not at this point. Um, oh, Quixel products, Mixer and bridge, since you e acquired them. Oh, I see a new acquisition -y type thing. Yeah, I mean, they're making acquisitions at a lightning pace. And to be honest, I, I'm not always on top of it because I'm <laughs> focusing a lot on the inventory at the moment. Um, so I wasn't up to date on this particular acquisition. And well, I, I knew they had Quix, uh, Quixel, um, but no, I don't think we've got that on the cards just yet. Um, but we do work with another one of those things that, oh, sorry, Sam. Another one. Yeah, I think I think your answer is pretty much another one of those things that if we have lots of people ask about it, we will we will look into it basically. Yeah. Look, okay. It's very. Uh, it looks awesome. Very visual. Very textures. Uh, um, <clears throat> material creation, etc. Yeah, Quicks will do some beautiful Inside. stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Be, oh, I'd love to do more of that stuff. We find that with our big beginner courses, the big Unity courses and uh, Unreal course, that we have an overwhelming request from our community to focus on 
the programming and game development journey of things. And when we deviate too much into the visuals, we find that within those courses, we find that people get a bit upset and they're like, you know, I didn't come here to make it look pretty. I came here to make it work, which is cool. So then we, we try to have standalone courses that are all about the pretties. And uh, I think uh, how to make Unreal look pretty would be an awesome course. I'd love to get more yeah. of that stuff going on, but no, no plans just, you know, no. in the next... And, and, also, and also another problem is not everyone has the kinds of machines that can make the visuals look as pretty as this. Um, so in terms of accessibility mm -hmm. and trying to make our courses very accessible to a wide range of people with a wide range of machines, um, we do have to consider that some people, or a wide range of internet connections even, if, if you have to go and download a 10 gigabyte um asset pack to get started on a section that can be a real roadblock for a lot of people on their internet so that's one other thing that we have to, another constraint that we have yep. to look at awesome awesome so i think sam let's give it another 15 minutes you okay for that i'm good can for that yeah another 15, 15 minutes? minutes i can okay, just about awesome. manage. yeah uh let's see if we can smash through these chat questions we've got in here uh, i'm aiming to put building creation level up gain resources etc in this in its most basic form like the player level up scriptable objects, I guess, that we created. I'm not sure what the question is there. Can we use the player level up system to do a building level up system, Sam? Oh, I mean, the principles of it are going to be very similar, I suspect. Yes. So, I mean, use that as inspiration. Yes. Give it a go. Uh, run with it and um, post in the forums, post in Discord, and, you know, people will help you out. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Yeah, You're no welcome. worries just now something that we're going to be encouraging more of as we do the integration of the inventory system into our rpg project is we're going to have a lot of people saying to us oh uh, what was the example we got the other day sam uh someone asking can we do a glow around the pickups uh yes i think that was um, it yep yep and there's going to be a lot of examples like that i'd love to see people implement those things into their project and then post their uh, their code or their approach or their strategy or their architecture for doing that. So as a community, we can have all these little bits of polish that make the game more awesome or features or, or modifications. We can share that as a community. So if you do anything in your project that you think's nifty that you'd like to share, then please do over on our forums at gamedev.tv, sorry, community.gamedev.tv, share what you come up with so that we can all make our projects even better because we've, you know, swapped a few recipes with each other i think would be super awesome yeah absolutely please don't hold back those things um i love them when i see them and i've seen some great examples of people show sharing all sorts of different things i remember one from the unreal course i think where there, there someone actually did um proper tank tracks on the battle tank game and, and that was a massive amount of work but um it's so awesome to see people doing that and sharing how how they went about it uh, Ali Buttar, I think one would pronounce, is basically asking, if I want to work in AAA studios, should I learn Unreal or Unity, is what I'm reading for that question there. Um, I would say pick your top three places you would like to work and find what they use. If they use Unreal and you're like, I really, really want to work at Naughty Dog, I honestly don't know what Naughty Dog use, whether they use Unreal or their own They'd proprietary. They probably use a proprietary so, right, one. Yeah. yeah. Then, um, you know, if you find places that use Unreal and you want to work there, go learn Unreal and get really good at it. 
because that will give you an advantage when you're applying for them. If they're an unreal house and you're like, I know how to do it, great. Um, if you find places that use Unity, then same sort of thing. If you're generally saying, I want to work on AAA, I think Unreal is recognized as a bit stronger, probably because um, I think unless you're using Unity, C++ is still going to be a predominant requirement within a AAA studio, particularly if they're using their own engine. Mm -hmm. They'll look at you if you have C++ skills and, and probably say, you know, that person is a, a deeper programmer. So not from the point of view of the visuals. I wouldn't say AAA, you know, Unreal has AAA visuals, therefore learn Unreal. I don't think it's quite as linear as that. It's a little bit more Unreal uses C++. And AAA games quite often, more often than not, like you to have C plus plus experience. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I'd echo what you say, Rick. What what would you say if someone wants to apply, say, for Naughty Dog, and they do use in-house engines? How could someone prepare in that case? I've seen that question come up. Yeah, it's go to any Naughty Dog job description for a gameplay programmer, even if it's an old one that's expired, and look to see what they're asking for. They'll, they'll tell you, they give you all the clues in the job description. So they'll be looking for someone who, for example, has strong 3D math skills. That's often what Naughty Dog asks for. And they might also say, say C++. And so then that's what you go and learn and learn it however you can learn it to get good at it. And then you need to go and demonstrate that you've learned it and you're good at it. Simple as that. Just, just a follow-up to that. Awesome. How, how would you, uh, for what if like I wanted to work alone on a game with Unreal and stuff? What would you recommend then with Unity or Unreal? Should I, like because Unreal is more mainstream in the market. Okay, alone on a project, if you want to be solo, should you do Unreal or Unity? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, because Unreal is <clears throat> is kind of more mainstream in the market, I guess, for consoles. And... Yeah, if you if your end goal is to work on console, so it, you're pretty quiet. So just repeat the question. Uh, you, you're asking if you want to be solo and uh, work on a project, is it better to be using Unreal or Unity? You're also saying because Unreal is a bit more mainstream. Not sure if mainstream is the right word. There'd probably be more people out there using Unity. Uh, as an engine than Unreal, but Unreal is recognized as being, you know, more visually powerful for those higher-end AAA games. So when you're talking about for console, um, you know, yes, probably. If you want to make a game that looks stunning, then, you know, Unreal, I think, makes it a little bit easier to make a game look stunning. Yeah. But then again, but, if, you're, uh, if you're working on your own on a project, then you're going to have a hard time making get all the assets that uh that required to make a completely stunning looking game right and the level of polish i think there's actually more um yeah i think there's a sorry there's a cool challenge making unity look as stunning as unreal it's possible it's just a lot of work to do and you know maybe it won't look quite exactly exactly as stunning but um start with the game you want to make and then see which engine suits that best. The other thing I would say is take one, let's see how long, two weeks. Two weeks in Unreal, two weeks in Unity, and then make your decision at the end of it. You might say, Unreal's awesome because I love uh, Blueprint, and that's how I want to make my game. 
you might say unity is great because of you know whatever reason you find so try the two out and make your decision from there rather than trying to make a massive life decision based upon the opinion of two quirky guys on an ama <laughs> yeah absolutely just you, you need to try it and i know studios who've switched uh from one to the other because they decided that they're doing a different kind of game and that one engine suits that kind of game better so the question can't really be answered in terms of like one is always better than the other thank you guys that really helps a lot yep awesome scrolling through i'm trying to rapidly get through these before we wrap up uh so maybe we'll just add to them as quickly as we can i know so some rod vent i know this is a learn to code by type of course and the emphasis to learn but i'm curious how feasible or possible you both think it is to create something that could sell in steam or another store after combining both parts of the course and adding your own assets super 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 possible make it different make it remarkable make it unique make it interesting so one thing that i've talked to sam about uh, for us if we are going to turn all of our rpg course into a game i think we would make uh, rather than trying to make a thousand levels, a 20 hour game that you're going through a massive story, I think I would make each level a little bit more of a puzzle. So here's the seven enemies and we give you the sword and halfway through you get a an bow and arrow and you've got this amount of health and this amount of um, health potions. Try to get through the level and you're going to fail two or three or five times, but then you'll progress to the next one. So that's how we can turn all the assets into a larger game or, or more gameplay experience without having to make huge RPG content. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, you can turn it into a game that would be steamable. Just make sure it looks good. You know, so in other words, use decent assets from the asset store or don't try to make your own because that'll take forever. Um, and uh, make it a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. Any advantages on going through our, the course on Game Dev TV site as opposed to Udemy, assuming the price and money where it goes is not part of the question? Yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of advantages apart from the fact that it's all dark theme over there. There's a tighter integration with our community site, so that all that stuff shows along at the bottom of your video. And otherwise, they're quite similar. Feature, feature quite feature compared really so it's going to depend on which one you know obviously going to game dev tv supports us more um anything else to add there rick that i'm not thinking of also I'm trying to think of don't make any commitments publicly that we haven't actually committed to <laughs> so i'm trying to think what to say um we're looking to have some even stronger differentiators on our own platform yeah. because when we're on Udemy, there's only so many things that we can do, yeah. um, you know, whether they don't let us do it or the platform doesn't support it. So as time goes on, if you are part of the game dev TV curriculum, if that's where you're consuming our content, then you'll be, we'll be adding more and more things. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's things, a, to the, you know, things to the platform answer. rather than things to, yeah, so there'll be things that we can do specifically for our audience that Udemy can't do because they're catering to a more generic course taker. Um, so that's what we're hoping to do, and we're just at the start of our journey with that. Um, but, yeah, hopefully the, the integration with our community site is just one example of that. It's really the tip of the iceberg of what we'd love to do and we'll hopefully get around to doing. Yep. 
Yep, yep. And if you're on our Facebook group, you see us from time to time asking questions about, do you like this or prefer that or what's important to you? Um, and we appreciate every time people answer those polls, that helps us a lot. Often the questions are, you know, six months before you'll see a result from that question, but we're constantly trying to make our, trying to make it easier and better for our students to learn how to learn game development. Basically, we're trying to try to improve it on a daily basis. Through, uh, are you going to teach more advanced programming patterns, solid, how to abide by them? Uh, maybe super, super advanced stuff. We still haven't figured out a way to do that properly because as uh, full me, Jack, full me, seven now, Jack call something anyway. So uh, you're saying it appeals to a smaller crowd. That's right. So if there's less people buying it, we need to have a higher price to make it worth the while we do spring, sprinkle it, most of these concepts through all of our courses to be honest so you know we mm. we do try like things like solid principles the core of that we're always talking about when we uh, are architect architecting our systems um so you might be surprised how much of it you're picking up just by osmosis really and you don't need to have the kind of textbook learning of what does solid mean and what is Liskov substitution principle. Um, that stuff doesn't really matter unless you're a complete nerd like me who likes to know about things like Liskov substitution principle. But the, um, the principles behind all of that stuff is what drives how we architect our code. So yeah, you should get some ideas and we, we talk about everything that underlies that. Um, yeah, so while, while we don't have such a in-depth niche audience for this kind of thing, um, we, we do try and get some of that to you. I'm just scrolling through to see, we've got tons more questions. Apologies. We're not going to get to all these questions. We are making a commitment to do AMAs more regularly. So Lucy has a schedule. Uh, I think there's another one coming up in a week or maybe a week or two. I know I've got one coming up where Ben and I are going to jump on an AMA pretty soon as well. So apologies if we didn't get to your question today. Um, I think Sam and I are just scrolling through to see if there's any easy pickings. Yeah, I mean, I can quickly questions. say, will there be advanced AI in the RPG series? Not more advanced than there already is. I think we're going to have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Do you have any courses or uh, are you planning to create content regarding which explains how you can bug fix, create patches, manage lifecycle for a game, etc.? Uh, well, sort of. So uh, we touch on how you can make your saving system work for updates. So if you were to update your game, the save files and progress will stay and work. Um, so that's sort of touched upon, but not to the extent of actually managing the whole distribution. But then if you use a platform like Steam or Itch, then the distribution is kind of handled for you. All you have to do is make a new build. Um, otherwise, yeah, I think you've highlighted that we do Git and VCS and stuff. Yep. Um, just scrolling through, there's a couple of, you know, I wasn't here earlier. Can you just uh, catch me up on the launch date for inventory course, how long it's going to be, how much it would cost. Uh, I'll keep reading through, Sam, if you want to do a 30-second summary of that for the newcomers. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's going to be first week of Feb. We're going to have 
something to you by then. It's going to be, first of all, on our platform, then on Udemy. Prices will be similar to what you're used to paying for courses. We'll probably have some sort of offer for people on our mailing list, so do be subscribed there. And someone, cool. someone's asking, do I have roots in Italy? Yes, I do. Uh, my father's Italian. I speak fluent Italian. Um, I have perfect English because my mother's English and I grew up here. Um, and yes, my email is Italian. Dude, Sam, is that what it is? Mm -hmm. that's, that's what it is. Is that, another, is that another dig at Australians and our accents? It is. <laughs> it is. I can put on the Italian Ooh, accent. Oh, that is very good. Yeah, well, no, it's not really. It's an awful got... Italian accent. As, uh, <laughs> I can do much better. It's very, it's very racist, Sam. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, well, I think that's the questions we've got for today. Like I said before, we'll do more AMAs coming up. We love that you guys get out of bed early in the morning or stay up late to come and hang out with us and chat. Uh, there was a theme going throughout, hey, when are you going to do a such and such course? jump over to our forum and make a lot of noise and we'll put it on our radar and we'll try to get to it. We've made some commitments in the past where we've said, we'll do a thing. And then we haven't got to it for a long time. People have got upset. So we're very careful nowadays about not committing to things that we're not actively working on. Uh, the inventory course, keep your eyes open for announcements through our email list and we'll let you know what's going on there. Thank you, Sam. It's been lovely chatting with you. Awesome. Thanks for staying up to the wee hours. Oh, it's not, not and, too bad. Uh, not too bad, to but yes um it's been it's been fun thank you all for coming and providing the questions that have been the lifeblood of this ama excellent and thank you to our lovely and sexy moderators who have been active in the chat and also uh, active in helping us set this up and active on discord all the time and, and moderators and admins and teaching assistants are just so amazing. I would want to give them all a hug. So thank you very much. And I would like to thank you. my mother and yes. <laughs> and my agent and the Academy for this award. Oh my goodness. It's so unexpected. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you. Thank you mods. You guys are amazing. We love you so much. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Thanks you guys. We'll see you again next time. Rick and Sand signing out. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all GameDev.TV courses at courses.gamedev.tv slash courses or in the show notes with a 10% discount. Get started with your game development journey today.